Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Last Ones In podcast. I am Dracula, back from the Bermuda Bermuda Triangle. Back from the vertebrae triangle. I told you, he has a different accent every single time he comes back. Joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today, we watched a classic... Or I don't even know if it's considered a classic anymore. Yeah. I'd say it's a classic. Why would it not be considered a classic? I don't know. Anymore? What? I don't know. Does that get stripped from you? <laughs> yeah, after 40 years, it's taken away. No. Then, then it's vintage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, today we watched Back to the Future 1. That's the power of love. And that's going to be today's episode. That's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us at our Patreon. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hi, I'm back. I went on vacation. He was in the future. Uh, kinda. I mean, we're two hours ahead where we went. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he's back in the future. Ooh, yeah. Went to visit the the Rocky, and me and Liz went there and hung out with them, and it was a good time. Went and did some things. Tried to do haunted things, and it didn't work out, because it just turns out that- Because it's March? No, it just turns out that people, like- On the East Coast? Destroy buildings there and, like, develop. They don't really do that here. Uh, They do that here, too. Well, I haven't seen it. Not at the same rate that they do it there, apparently. Up, man, it's like two minutes, and then there's a new, there's a community college up everywhere. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we watched Back to the Future today. Came out in 1985. It was rated PG for PG. It's one <laughs> PG hour <laughs> for curses seventy times, yeah. multiple blood. Uh, character dies. Um, sexual assault. Sexual assault. Multiple cases. Of drinking. It. Smoking. <laughs> This is an Chocolate easy, milk, easy PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah, four crimes actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, hour fifty six minutes long. Uh, Robbie, if people want to watch it with us before they listen to the episode, where can you do that? So apparently, the easiest place, at least here in the Americas, is on Peacock. God uh, damn it! Apparently, it is on HBO Max or Netflix. If you're in a different country somewhere, you know, check your local. If you're outside of the United States, you know, check your listings on Netflix and HBO. It might be on there. Could be. They should uh, make a product that lets you like access other countries' uh, services and like convince the the streaming service that you're like from that other country. Yeah, I'm cool with it as long as Netflix is just like, don't do it with us though. <laughs> I wish there was a product like that. <laughs> Anyways, if you're here in the States, Peacock is the easiest way to watch it. Other than that, it's the usual suspects. You can rent it from Vudu, Google Play, Redbox, or Amazon Prime for $3.99. Or I'm assuming you can buy it on YouTube for $14.99, but not rent it. Sounds about right. Yeah. Nah, that's the rental price. Or maybe it's a rental price because YouTube is just like, we're the premium <laughs> service now. Get over it. 480p. I mean, <laughs> also, I heard you guys besmirch the name of Peacock streaming service. I me in yes. particular you mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of great psych on there. That's really it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, NBC doesn't really need their own streaming services. They're just greedy. I, NBC's I, huge. What are you, they're like the biggest network. Yeah, that's why they don't need it. They already have everything. Exactly. That's why they have a streaming service. They should just use someone else's. Yeah. Actually, they they should. It would be. I mean, they to. did for years. Yeah, they did. Everybody did. And then they yeah. decided everyone just agreed Every, as hell. Yeah, everyone's like, we need our own streaming services. Anywhere. Peacock is the place where you can watch Psych, so it's valuable to me. Yeah, the prequel to Psycho. I mean, 
There's a lot of Alfred Hitchcock episodes in there, actually. Uh, But before we even get into our initial thoughts of this thing, I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis, because the 4K trilogy that I have, uh, collector's trilogy thingy, doesn't have a just rundown of each movie. It's just a one blurb for the whole thing. So we're going to be reading this straight off of Google. I'm clear throat, clear throat. In this 1980s sci-fi classic, small-town California teen Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, is thrown back into the 50s when an experiment by his eccentric scientist friend Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, goes awry. Traveling through time in a modified DeLorean car, Marty encounters young versions of his parents, played by Crispin Glover, Leah Thompson, and must take sure... Must make sure... Must take sure to future. (laughs) ...that they fall in love or he'll cease to exist. Even more dauntingly... Marty has to return to his own time and save the life of Doc Brown. I feel like that gives away too much. Box office, $388.8 million. <laughs> That's a lot of Available millions. Available on Peacock. <laughs> Produced by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and actually directed by Robert Zemeckis, which is important. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Close enough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess... I mean, it's been a while, right? Since, yeah. Since we've done any of this? It's been a couple weeks, yeah. It's been a little bit. Is it all of us together? Yeah. How, well, how would everything go while I was gone? Bad, apparently. Well, one thing was just, the audio on one of the things was just bad. Uh, it's better now. You wouldn't <laughs> even notice if you went and listened. It's a whole, it's all, it's all fine. He put it back up to dry standards. Yeah. I, basically, I just took off the the one filter that was on it. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Also, if there's something in there that shouldn't be or it sounds awkward, it's because I didn't edit the second version right. So there you go. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> also, the 50 minutes of silence in the middle, that was intentional. That was part of our artistic vision. That is what this podcast is now. So also, the 50 minutes of total silence in the middle of this one, please respect yeah. our artistry here. Um, I did listen to some of Lou Over the Wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys seem to have very mixed opinions on that thing. No, we were pretty in agreement, actually. We were pretty in agreement. We were just confused about the movie in general. Okay, yeah. okay. I would say just that movie is a wild ride. Yeah. It, it's, and you would hate it. Yeah, both of you told me that immediately. <laughs> it's basically wild, musical, werewolf, vampire mermaids. Yeah, Liz was uh, real confused when she saw the uh, poster for it. Why? Like, I have no idea what the fuck this even is. This looks weird as hell. Yeah, we didn't either. We watched the movie. (laughs) I, like, I mostly just chose it because it was coming off of Netflix really soon. And, like, it was one I just heard about. People were like, oh, yeah, this one's pretty good. And and it was pretty good? It was pretty good. It was funny. (laughs) Anime. I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it was pretty funny. Okay. All right. Good. (laughs) I mean, some of the things that are meant to be jokes are just kind of horrifying in that. (laughs) Yeah. Like watching skeleton fish crossing a road while a guy is trying to drive going, what the hell is this? All right, sounds like anime. When, yeah, when the, main, when the main character just drowns a bunch of dogs in a stray shelter. Yeah. Whenever her dad just catches fire. Yeah. Huh. Or when the whole town gets flooded. <laughs> With magical water. <laughs> we haven't made up a single thing. This, yeah, this, this all happens in this movie. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, Robbie. Yo. Did you, when I say the words ninja guide and what comes to your mind? Uh, punishing boss battles. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I decided to stream on Wednesdays. Neat. For a little while. So <laughs> I didn't do any research on this game. 
or like how long it um, is. I, I kind of want to jump back into the Ninja Gaiden games. I played like one of them on like the original Xbox a while back ago, and like I was like, oh, this is a really fun game, and then I got to like the first boss battle and just got my ass handed to me over and over again. Like that's my experience with Ninja Gaiden. So yeah. far, my, mine too. <laughs> no, you did hurt really good on the first boss fight. I did fine on the first boss fight. That second boss fight was a, no- a bad design getting into yeah. that boss fight, honestly. Uh, hopefully that gets a little better. Also, I, we should know, Dry is specifically playing the second remake of the first game for the PlayStation. And it's, uh, but I'm playing it through Xbox on PC. So it's perfect. With a PlayStation controller. No, no, they make it. keyboard. They make it. <laughs> that the was, one game with drive. a DDR pad. <laughs> no, that game. That game is fun. I had been playing Don't May Cry Five, so I was like, I just need a good action game. Because Dry uh, is full of bad opinions, of course. I'm uh, terrible opinions. Just it's Devil May Cry Five is so slow. They're all so slow. Devil May Cry Remake was the best one. Counterpoint in Devil May Cry Five, Dante does a gay cowboy dance. Well, see where I'm at, Devil May Cry so far. I haven't played as Dante yet. I know you get to at some point. It's Devil May Cry. <laughs> but I have played as the guy from 4 who I hated. Uh, uh, Nero? Yep. Fucking hate Nero. Uh, and I have played as Virgil, which you're not supposed to know as Virgil, even though everybody just calls him V. I don't know why they're keeping it this a anything. secret. could be anything. V for Vendetta. Uh, and he played like ass, so I immediately uninstalled. <laughs> like, oh my god, he played so fucking terribly. He doesn't have attacks. He shoots out monsters... And they do attacks, and you just get a walk around. It's actually, you know what it is? It's Nino Kuni, but bad. It's bad Nino Kuni. That's what I his game is. Can't wait till one day I play Random Devil May Cry, and I'm like, I'm gonna be like, no, those were all pretty fun, except for the remake. You probably <laughs> that's would. actually the major. That's uh, the general. Yeah, opinion, the general yeah. opinion is that like everyone well, okay. likes it except for the two is regarded as the an worst abysmal the video game. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. Three is regarded as it got the thing back on track. No one ever talks about four. Because it's garbage. It has and, in it. and five is regarded as they got things back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the reason why I like uh, DMC Don't May Cry so much, which is the remake, is because it's really fast-paced and there's like more than one attack button. So like you actually have combos and stuff like that. Whereas every other Don't May Cry is like, you got a gun button and you got a sword button. And uh, anyway, you have to hold this button if you want to dodge or block. And it's bad. It's 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 bad Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> That's the rules of Ninja Gaiden too. You have to hold the button to dodge. I know, or but it's block. it's worse than Devil May Cry. I don't like it. You know what the I think is the funniest fact about Devil May Cry? That it was exists. well, it was actually originally meant to be Resident Evil Four. It was, yeah. Uh, and you can you can feel it in there, honestly. I think it'd be really interesting the timeline where that just is Resident Evil Four. Yeah, it almost was until like one of the executives looked at it and went like, "I know you want to do something different with the Re- with Resident Evil Four. This is too different." It's but- funny to be that now though, considering like they do the opposite, where like they'll find a completely unique IP and be like, "Okay, I know you guys are trying to do something cool here. What if you threw in Mario?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Onimusha. That's the game I was oh, thinking that- of. Okay. On the stream on Wednesday. Oh, it wasn't the one I talked about. No, 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 that that was the one that I oh, played wow. on 360 that I loved, but the one I was like, you know what this feels like to me? This feels like that game I couldn't think of. Onimusha, it feels like yeah, okay. Ninja Gaiden Sigma feels like Onimusha. Fair enough. Which I actually really love Onimusha, so. Anyway. Onimusha's- they remastered the original one for PC. They did. They did do that. Uh, I only really like two of the Onimushas. I haven't played any of them. Um, I really like three, 
and I really like one that I can't remember the name of ever, but it had co-op in it if you put in a cheat code. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you guys' lives been good? Eh, about the same. Yeah. So, fine. Fine. I'm getting ready to move soon, but, you know. That's, that's Robbie things. Yeah, just Robbie things, mostly. All right. Well, let's get back to this film, then. Um, I'm... Uh, e, I know you've never seen this. Mm-mm. I've said many times on this podcast, actually, that I've never seen that. Yeah, and we've been meaning to get to this for a long time as well. Uh, we finally got to it. I think we were talking about getting to this around the same time as we were started talking about like watching Dark Knight and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're finally getting getting into that group. We're starting our third trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Robbie, when's the last time you had seen this? It's been a while. Um, 1985. <laughs> Not Five years before I was born, but sure. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. <laughs> I think the last time I watched it was like sometime in the early 2000s on TV. Because okay. I know that, yeah. uh, I want to say it was like TBS, like did reruns of Back to the Future all the time. Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2 constantly. Mm-hmm. Every fucking day after school. <laughs> it, it might as well have, man. Yeah. The TV edits of this must be insane. Not that insane. No. Honestly, I mean, I think it cuts out like five minutes of the movie, maybe. If that. I if think it mostly that. just cuts out some of the harsh language, quote unquote. It says shit like eight or nine times in this, and they just replace it with overdub of crap. Or stuff. Yeah, or stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the only thing that they really cut out is the car scene near the end. That gets cut around quite a bit. But everything else is pretty much the same. Huh. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's start with E then. Hi. Um. What did you think? This was a lot of fun. It's a really good movie. All right. Um, it's hard to say because, like, it's one of those. It doesn't like do anything exceptionally amazing compared to other movies, but like, it's just solid. Like, it's just really good. Yeah, I would think that the thing, or I, I'm not. I would think that the thing that I do think that this movie really has going for it is just the charm of the actors. Yeah. Yeah. The. Actor for Doc is outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> um. Same with Marty. Also extremely good. Yes. Yes. Um. Both just fucking incredible talents. Honestly, I will say, I think what I thought Back to the Future was is probably what Back to the Future Two is. What did you think it was? I thought they were from the future. Technically, like, they actually are? the future. I mean, technically, yeah. No, like the twenty fifteen or whatever future. Well, they're not from that even in the sequel. That's what I mean. I thought that's where I thought that was the starting point. Got you, got you. That's fair. Um there's a thing that these movies do that I really, really like. Uh way ahead of its time. There are three of them. Yes. Um two and three were filmed at the same time and released six months apart. Which I also love that when movies do that. Um But when one ends, two picks up, where two ends, three picks up. It's or three ends, one picks up. <laughs> kind of? <laughs> kind of, actually. <laughs> it turns out that the, the Levians were actually Doc and Marty from 60 years in the future. Doing brown oh, face. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of, though. It kind of loops. It kind of loops a little bit. It's time travel stuff. Uh, I, I, I do have a question for you. Okay. With you having far more knowledge of Rick and Morty, yeah. what are your thoughts of, like, they totally is 100% this? I mean, I, I've i seen Doc and Marty, so... Right. So you're just like, I okay. Knew. Like, I, I always knew. Okay. I think the funniest thing, like, watching this one is that 
Doc is more insane in this than Rick is. <laughs> yeah. Quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um honestly, tonally this is way darker than I expected too. Super dark comedy actually. Yeah. Um so like knowing that like Rick and Morty isn't even that like far off of this <laughs> all things considered. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I would so, agree with that. Yeah. Uh significantly less ball licking than Rick and Morty. Slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slightly. There's a, there's a red rocket though you pointed out to us. There is. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are not meant to be seen in 4K. The power of 4K UHD <laughs> HDR. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that red rocket really stands out in HDR. Yeah, cuz it's a white dog and you see the red. <laughs> I wish I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, you sure did though. You but sure since did. you saw it, you definitely had to point it out to both of us. I had to. <laughs> I don't know how you guys didn't see it. It's like the only red thing on the screen. I don't know. I was we were at the actors. At, yeah. <laughs> I was too. The dog's an actor. Dog is a paid actor. The dog did get a check for this movie. <laughs> Einstein deserves his credit. Yeah, he has the whole e equals MC or whatever. <laughs> the theory of relativity, yeah. yeah. Sure, whatever you say. Um, Robbie, Yo. what are your thoughts on the movie after not having seen it for so long? Uh, I think because the last time that I watched before this, I watched it on TV with commercial breaks and everything. Uh, this movie's faster paced than I remember it being. Yeah. Like, uh, some things, they just happen. I thought that there was like a little bit more transition between some of the things that happen. Like, it feels like there's a lot of fluff, and then like something will just jump from point A to point B super, super fast. So the timing <laughs> is kind of all <laughs> over the place. But um, other than that, like, it is still a fun movie, even you know, being almost 40 years old at this point. Um, it kind of shows that, like, I feel like this one might be the weakest of the trilogy, but, you know, it's one of those, the starting off point of everything. That's interesting. I always heard thir- three was the weakest. It's Three is one of those ones that, like, either people love it or hate it. Um, it's different. It's yeah. very different from the other two. So I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on that when we get to that eventually. Uh, I'm interested to see what my thoughts are on that because I haven't seen the third one in a long time. Actually, it's been a while since I've watched all or any of them, but from my memory, at least, I think, in my opinion, the first one's probably the slowest paced one. There is still like a little bit of '80s jank in there, but that's to be expected for a movie from 1985. Yeah, yeah, very '80s. I think it did get the advantage of being going back in time 30 years for a majority of the movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, it like did. it doesn't feel out of place. No, no. I think some of the things in part two are going to be very, very funny now. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it has to do in 2015. Yeah, and the future, <laughs> the far future of 2015. Yeah, self-tying shoes and hoverboards. We finally got most of that. Yeah, Velcro does a lot for shoes. You know, Velcro. Man, they have shoes. They just have a dial, and it just tightens your shoe. I've used those. They're kind of weird and not convenient. Yeah, but, but they go click, 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 and it sounds cool. Well, you know what would be faster if we just used Velcro and you're like, Ch-ch-ch. yeah, but it's not as cool. <laughs> sounds like a, it doesn't clicky clack. Sounds like you're a ten year old wallet. Why is it? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. Live, your your Velcro is starting Velcro to wear is, out. Yeah, yeah, this this wallet is approximately eight years old, probably at least. <laughs> this is my second version of this wallet. <laughs> you can't really. It didn't pick up, but I have a Velcro wallet. I'm gonna make sure that picks up. <laughs> Even if you have one section it. of this podcast where, like, he just turned the gain up all the way to hear like that. <laughs> I 
feel like it would be easy just to get stock sound of Velcro. <laughs> of Velcro. Probably. And just cheat, but... <laughs> Who, which did he do? We'll never well, know. We'll never know. What could it possibly be? Just going to I'm going to laugh if we come in here next week and there's just like a brand new pair of Velcro shoes <laughs> sitting in the corner. <laughs> that would be the most inconvenient thing is that Jariah gets Velcro to do it. I have Velcro, don't you just... Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's still a fun movie. Like I said, there's still some of the 80s jank around it, but like that's just of its time. Uh, all around, it's still a fun movie. It does help that you know Michael J. Fox and um, Christopher Lloyd are both just phenomenal actors and work mm-hmm. very, very well together. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Michael J. Fox, even now after he's not been acting uh, due to the disease uh, for so long, that like he's still just a household name, honestly. Yeah. You mentioned Michael J. Fox and anybody there. Well, fucking, yeah, I know Michael J. Fox, obviously. Except like, me, but that's, you know. Well, you're like seven or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more just, man, I don't watch movies. But oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he actually got his start in like a ton of different uh, sitcoms. He was like a sitcom guy. Was he in Full House? He was not in Full House. Uh, he was in. The other one. Was it the movie that made his career Teen Wolf? That did. He was the original Teen Wolf also. Never seen Teen Wolf. You don't need. Have you? It's a. It's a teenager who is uh, a wolf. Is this werewolf? Like, is this like the the cartoon where there's like a teenager that's like a Honda Civic? <laughs> I mean, if if him turning into a Honda Civic is analogous to puberty, then yeah, I think it is. Then yeah, it's the same thing. Wait, does the Honda Civic play basketball? No. Well, then no. Oh. Let's see. I want to. I'm gonna. I want to look up these. Gonna shows. Google up. I'm trying what to his think of first role like was sitcoms. This Full House. There's, uh, Family Matters. He's not on that one. He's not black. Um, <laughs> also, both those were after this movie. You know what? That's fair. What's there's, his very very? I love Lucy. I think that's a little too early. <laughs> his very first role was in a show called The Magic Lie. Never heard of it. Was he a baby? Uh, Leo and Me, Witch of of Westminster Crossing, Letters from Frank was a movie. Lou Grant, The Show. Uh, these were all when he was very, very young. Gilligan's Island. There was apparently just a sitcom called Family. Yeah. Just Family. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> a lot of small roles, a lot of small roles, a lot of small roles. Tons of small roles until about 85-ish, it seems, actually. And then he played Teen was, Wolf. I don't know, was Teen Wolf first or was Back to the Future first? Um, it looks like Back to the Future and then Teen Wolf immediately after. Huh. Teen Wolf. Uh, it looks like he was in uh, Family Ties. It was his first big sitcom. Um, How many sitcoms have the word family in it, you think? 60%. Yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, he was in Family Ties from eighty two to eighty nine. Okay, so Family Ties was his big thing, and Family Ties is what got him Back to the Future, and then all of his other stuff. I have never heard of this sitcom. It, it, it was big in the day. Um, yeah, he did that all the way up. Like the last sitcom that he worked on, I remember because it was a big deal whenever he quit. Was I think called Spin City? Spin City, Spin City was really yeah, because uh, about that show went on like two or three seasons after he left, if I remember correctly. They do that, yeah. yeah. But- the reason why they did that is because, you know, he got Parkinson's and he couldn't act anymore. And so he's like, well, I, I have to retire, so we got to write off my character. Yeah. 
Uh, e, you would know him as being Stuart Little or what? Milo from Atlantis. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he was Milo from Atlantis. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, me too, actually. Once again, it's been forever since I watched that movie. But yeah, he very, very busy through all of the 80s into the 90s. Um, even the early 2000s. Even the early 2000s. Spin, the, Spin City went from 96 to 2002. Uh, and he was in it until the very... He was not in the last season, it looks like. Okay. No, that's what Robbie just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got uh, it wrong because I said they had like two seasons afterwards, uh, but apparently just one after he left. But I, It's so weird like seeing that. Like I learned in the that 70s show, they like just lost three actors over the course of it and one was their main actor and they left... They just kept the show going on for another year. So they lost... They basically lost three for the last season. There were two that came in through cameos, but their main guy who played Eric Foreman, yeah. he just wasn't in the last season until the last episode for two minutes. Yeah. And they just replaced him with another guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he was a new character, so it was weird. It, yeah. was, not, it was not good. I mean, they, had, they wrote off a lot of characters, like uh, whoever Aston Kutcher's character was named. I think he left around the halfway point. Yeah, so he came, only came back in for cameos and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was, that last season of that somebody show was pure garbage. I have... Like I watched a retrospective and it's clear how early it like really started going downhill. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it's season three or four. Like every character is just a caricature of themselves at that point. Yeah, they are. They honestly are. Um that happens with a lot of sitcoms. Yeah, Family Matters was notorious for that. Becoming yeah. the Steve Urkel show towards the end, basically. Yeah, getting robots and clones and the whole fucking really really jumped the shark. Um something that I just learned by going through his IMDB is that um, he played Marty McFly for the Lego game, uh, for the Back to the Future of the game. Which and one? The point-and-click one. Ah. Yeah. Um, 30th anniversary. Like He, I, he kept voicing him, which was pretty cool, actually. Uh, but yeah, then the rest of his career has kind of been uh, very small things, cameos. He was apparently in Lil Nas X, The Origins of Holiday, whatever that is. <laughs> a music video yeah yeah i think Probably? so yeah um but yeah he's had he had quite the career early on until the parkinson's and then he he did a few acting things sounds like he did a lot of voice work after that which he did do fair. a lot of voice work yeah he was in a few scrubs episodes uh and his character in that had parkinson's so it worked that's and- another sitcom i watched a retrospective about and i was like i should watch scrubs man scrubs is fucking good it's really good just eight Incredible seasons, and there was never more than that. <laughs> and that's the Don't thing. What are you it. talking about? They're making the ninth season right now. They're like doing the like thing where they all come back together for the ninth season. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And the ninth <laughs> season is right now, and they all come back together. And that's the only time there's ever been a ninth season. <laughs> that was really funny to see too. <laughs> like everyone, they were like, and now we have to talk about the Scrub Medical Medical School or whatever. Oh, garbage, man. Fucking garbage. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the Future. Uh, yeah. It really is a very simple plot. It is. I mean, how many movies were doing time travel at the time, though, really? None. None like this, at least. There is a few, but not quite the same. They're like B movies, though, usually, I think. The Terminator? Was that before this? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Terminator was before this, but it's also very, very different. Yeah, yeah. that one, they just travel to the future. Like, it's <laughs> not going back and forth and, like, messing with time too much, especially mm-hmm. in comparison to this. Like, there was books about time travel wherever they, they messed yeah, around with time tons. and stuff like that, but yeah. Yeah. not as much movie-wise. And most of those were, like, kind of... 
I, I'm think, thinking about it, but like there's, I know there's like a couple Twilight Zone episodes. Mostly it was like more serious. This was probably not as common to like dive into like the comedy of like traveling back in time as yeah. this one did. I think and, that the tongue in cheek nature of this is what made it stand out so much. Right. Yeah. And like you can definitely see the impact this had on a lot of people. Like we basically still use the rules of time travel kind of made apparent from this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. We <laughs> like, <laughs> or is that and people reference it all the time yeah. still too. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I don't was Great Scott even like a common expression before this movie? No. No. Yeah. No, uh that wasn't uh also the roads we're going, we won't need roads. Yeah. That wasn't an expression either. Another one that's really funny with how like nothing of a line it is. Well, they don't need roads. They fly yeah. now. <laughs> it's just like, I, none will ever top the one who knocks being such a like stupid line in context of Breaking Bad, actually. Yeah. That was, I don't think anything can top that for me. Learning like, oh, Wall Street's just a fucking whiny ass kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so it is just that uh marty mcfly has this friend who is a scientist about 80 years old is old ish don't know how old he is mystery age (laughs) yeah they never really say how old he actually is he looked old 30 years ago yes so i want to imagine he's in his 80s who can say who can say? no one can say no one can say no say um Uh, and everybody just keeps telling Marty, like, you gotta not hang out with Doc. He's fucking weird, dude. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's my friend. He's my friend. He's fine. And he goes to school, and you just learn that Marty is just this complete fucking, what the 80s thinks a degenerate is. <laughs> you know, okay. someone who's sometimes tardy to school and plays in a oh, band it, after you, school. You say we learned that. We kind of just told that. Yeah. Because all that happens is Marty is late. Uh, his girl, <laughs> I feel rude saying that, um, <laughs> his girlfriend uh, is like, hey, come on, we got to make sure you don't get your fourth tardy, ooh, ooh. Yeah. in a row, I guess, <laughs> technically said, but, and then he tries to play for the band, but they're like, ah, too loud. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, fun fact, Huey, of Huey Lewis in the news, no, who does the power Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> of the power of love is the guy who stands up like, you're too loud, rah, rah, rah. So he, he had his fingers all up in this thing. Uh, but yeah, play tries to play for the thing. He's too loud because he's that, that rah, rah, rock music. Yeah, robble 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 robble. And then he's like, "I'm never gonna have any aspirations ever again." Because what if I fail? Which is great. It's funny. I get it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. I definitely felt that. Before. I mean, there are people like that. They're like, "Well, I failed the one time, so I'm just never gonna do it again." Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, if we had that mentality with this podcast after the first episode it's just <laughs> we'd have maybe four episodes instead yeah. of episode 147 48, 48. this Nine, is 48 10 11 12 oh, what do we, do we do we have like a special for episode 150 it seems like we should have a you thing to get you one a special we, yeah. we can figure something out we should probably figure that out <laughs> <laughs> tune in did we do did we do a 50 episode special I don't we? think we did. We did a hundred episode special. I know we did a hundred, but like two hundred so far away. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's only a year away from now. Oh, I can't even think about a year away from now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ends up uh, he has this this plan with Doc at one o'clock in the morning, one thirty four a.m. Yeah, and so he like goes home and you find out that his parents are losers and alcoholics and 
Yeah, his mom's an alcoholic, his dad's pushover. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy wrecks his car and then blames him for there being a blind spot in his car after he wrecked it. Yeah, Biff. Yep. Biff, which is great. Best bully name in the world, probably. <laughs> um, Just the, I mean, think stereotypical bully, that's what Biff is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's just all that. He helps Doc. Doc's like, Marty, I have invented time travel. And Marty's like, dang, that's wild, Doc. Kind of, actually. Uh, Doc makes him record the whole thing on his uh, fancy-fangled JVC camcorder, uh, telling him the whole time, like, hey, make sure to get the car, to film only the car. Mm-hmm. So he's doing all of that. And while he's doing that, you learn that the car runs off of nuclear power. Plut- plutonium. Plutonium. Yes. And he's like, I stole it from the... From the Libyans. Libyans. Libyans, yes. The uh, Libertarians. I stole from the Libertarians. <laughs> As we all know, libertarians just have plutonium lying around. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's part of the thing. Like, you know, they're always, like, about money. So, yeah. like, plutonium. You know, their whole thing is, uh, don't tread on me and give me my guns and my plutonium. Yeah. That's yeah. libertarian, right? <laughs> no, that's conservative. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. Like, the, specifically, the don't tread on me is the, like. Yeah, it's conservative. No, well, like, libertarian. the libertarians use it. That's the snake with the yellow flag, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not. Well, I mean, there's sort the of Confederates all the Confederates. The Confederates, <laughs> eh, close enough. Kind of. But. So the Nazis. <laughs> Whoa, there, Robbie. We can't be too correct. Okay, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. The he uh, he told the Libyans that he was gonna build them a bomb, and so he filled a bomb case with uh, pinball parts, and they gave him plutonium. Yes. And he's like, so this thing's nuclear? And he's like, no, I needed uh, enough juice to get the 1. Uh, 1. 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> to uh, make it elect- or get the electrical punch to go forward in time, or you have to travel hit, through time. You have to hit exactly 88 miles per hour in the DeLorean to do it. It doesn't have to be a DeLorean. It doesn't have to be a DeLorean. He just it specifically is- chose that because it's a cool car, well, which he, it he is. does say that he chose it because the stainless steel body uh, helps with it. But yeah, this is... Pretty much the movie that put the DeLorean on the map. Yeah, even the creator of the DeLorean like sent a letter to the director like, thank you so much for choosing DeLorean for your movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to this day, it's still a highly uh, sought-after collector's item, basically. Yeah, because that door's cool, man. Didn't work very well, but... No, cool. in fact, like it's known for not working very well. <laughs> <laughs> but the style. And it's almost impossible to go through a drive through because the only window that opens is the little tiny flap one. You yeah. can't fit a burger bag through there. <laughs> no, you just got to open the door. Yeah, and you can't do it because the fucking hit door will hit the goddamn wall. Uh, and then you like you have to like keep dry ice in there all the time so that when you open the door, it puts the fog. <laughs> it's just it's a hassle of a car. But boy, is that door cool. <laughs> if you have the money for it. I mean, yeah, it's a collector's item now. It's just funny because it's so cool. I mean, obviously it was chosen because like, it feels futuristic. Yes. Absolutely. Even if they made the wrong call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all that happens. Uh, Doc gets shot. Yeah, well, gun down. Gun down. Yeah. The I almost called them libertarians again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the terrorists come because you know he screwed them over, and he's like, I don't know how they found me, but they found me, and they gun him down, and then Marty has to try to get away from them while in the DeLorean. Yeah, and just. Randomly pulls a rocket launcher out on him because his AK keeps on jamming. Well, yeah. I mean, it happens to everybody. Your AK starts jamming when you're in a p- chase with a guy in a DeLorean, so you got to pull out the rocket launcher and never shoot at him. 
That's how it's how these work, Rob. You've been in a thousand of these. I don't know how you don't know this by now. I mean, there's usually like rhyme and reason to it. This one has less rhyme and reason. I mean, Robbie's always the driver in those situations. Yeah, so That's I have to pay point. attention to the road because I have to be able to hit 88 miles an hour to go through time to dodge it's, the rocket. The farther and farther we get from it, the funnier the 88 miles per hour gets. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such like a nothing speed nowadays. Yeah, honestly, it's like nothing at all. Uh, but yeah, so he does that and he boom, blasts, blasts, blasts to the time that it was set on there. Uh, yeah, because that's when Doc says it's his red letter day. Yes, because that's the day where he invented uh, time travel. No. But or learned of time yeah. travel. Came up with the idea of time travel. <laughs> that's when he fe- slept while putting a clock above his toilet and a vision came to him. Yes. Great. It's uh, so funny because, like, you think, like, it's like, oh, duh, like, Marty from the future is going to be, like, gives him the information. No, like, that's just still what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just, it just came to him in a dream, basically. Essentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Goes back, uh, scares this family, which this is one of my favorite parts of this. Uh, it's such, like, a small thing, but it's, it, it's the reason why I think Back to the Future works so well as a time travel thing is small things contain consistency throughout the time travel stuff. Uh-huh. So the mall that they go to where Doc, where Marty meets up with Doc is called the Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. And he goes back to the past. When he shoots back to the past, he goes and there's this, this pine farm. Mm-hmm. And when he jumps back, he hits a pine tree. My pine! Yes, and he's, my pine! How dare you! And it's called Twin Pines Farm. He drives off. Spoilers for the end of the movie. Um... When you see the mall again, it's called Lone Pine Mall. And I just, like, that's, like, the kind of consistency in this dumb time travel thing that I really like. Yeah, that's yeah. what's always fun. Like, I know people love to be like, well, if if Marty didn't go back into the past to change it, then it wouldn't have happened. It's like, f- shut up, for one. Yes. But, like, also, like, you know, obviously a lot of time travel stuff is always going to have some, like, dis- dis- something, s- what of disbelief? Uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, it's just, like, yeah, it just, it changed the future, because alternate timeline, or whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah. The butterfly effect of, you know, change one thing and something else yeah. happens. Well, I just mean, like, how it wouldn't have always been that way, because, you know, technically right. speaking, if you went back in time, that would have always happened, blah, blah, blah. The whole theory of every different thing you say creates a whole different timeline yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. So there's a million, unlimited but, amount of timelines. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely really like a lot of that kind of uh, fun stuff. Um, I, the, Marty just interacting with the, his mother's family is just so, so. That, I, that's why I was actually curious what you think about this movie. Cause so much of this movie is like, boy, this is awkward. And you said in the past how much you like, don't like awkward. Humor. I don't. It's some things are better than other stuff. Like family awkward. I'm like decent with, um, like, it's just like, I think what helps is I would say this isn't just funny. Cause it's just like. Marty desperately trying not to reveal the fact that he came from the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing that ends up happening is he's told when he's having dinner with his parents in his base, in his time, the original timeline, his original time, uh, how they met and stuff like that. And that his mom's dad hit, hit his with dad the with a car. car. And so that's how they met. Uh, so whenever Marty goes back to the past, he ends up finding his dad and following him. Finds out his dad's a perv. Yeah. And he's yeah, just his, been... his dad was a peeping Tom. He climbed up into a tree and was like watching his mother get undressed and then fell out of the tree. And that's whenever, you know, his grandpa was supposed to hit him with the car. But 
Instead, he ended up pushing him out of the way because thinking, like, oh, no, my dad's going to get hit by a car. I got to save him. Yeah. Mentality. And he ends up getting hit by the car. Yes. Um, which leads to the entire plot. Well, half the plot of the movie, I should say, of having to get his dad to hook up with his mom again. His dad's also incredibly lame. Super, super fucking lame. Any, but yeah, any, incredibly awkward human being. Even every nerd nowadays would be like, "What a fucking nerd!" <laughs> <laughs> He's like the bottom of the nerd chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be a bottom somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, just every nerdy thing you can possibly think of. That's what he is. The falling for the kick me sign and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get the awkward interaction with Marty and his mom and their family. Yeah, which is great because a lot of it's just like really dumb, dumb humor of him just being like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll see you again sometime. I mean, lady. I mean, there's just a, I, there's just a lot of little things that's great. Like he meets his uh, uncle that we know is always stuck yeah, in jail. Because, yeah, like, uh, like it looks like we're going to have to eat this cake by ourselves because your uncle didn't make parole. And, like, turns out that his uncle just never wanted to leave the crib whenever he was a baby. And, like, yeah. he'd always cry if he was out of his playpen. So he just enjoys being in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was real dumb. Um, yeah. The I, TV scenes, like, everyone knows it, but it's always so good. Yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah, this is a classic. What do you mean? This is a brand new episode. Oh, you know, like, reruns. What the hell's a rerun? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That um, are... I think my two favorite jokes of this was one, they kept on calling him Calvin because he had Calvin Klein <laughs> underwear on. And so they just thought that he wrote his name on his underwear. Yeah. Which is, a, is that just a thing people did? Used to be a thing. Weird. Used to be a thing. Why? So when you get wedgie, they can know what name they should make fun of you for. I think it's mostly like a family thing of like, we buy a bulk. So we got to know, was this your underwear? Is this your brother's underwear kind of thing? Uh, my brother had his name written in all of his underwear for that reason. Uh-huh. Weird. What if you just didn't care? It's underwear. Right. What if you did? Why Why would you care if it's cleaned? Because, like, it fits different. Well, then it's a different size anyways, isn't it? Yeah, but why would you, why not, why would you even, just, you don't have to think about it if you see the name on it. <laughs> but they have sizes on them. Right, but you don't have to think about it if you see the name on it. Do you keep your underwear in the same place? So I know that you were very independent on like doing all of your own things, okay. cooking your own food. Sure. That's not like a normal household thing oh, generally. Okay. Yes. All right. It's usually like the parents will do the laundry for the kids oh, for okay. a while. Yeah. Uh, well, there's that. And then also like, I think you and your brother shared a room for a while and your two sisters yes. shared a room for a while. And so like sometimes you just had to share dresser drawers and yeah, that yeah. became a thing too. But anyway, I think that one and then uh, later on, whenever he's like trying to find out where Doc Brown is, because earlier he mm-hmm. went to a place and ripped a page out of a phone book, which is that was a thing in the 80s. I don't know why they did that in movies all the time. Every movie did it. I don't know. Why. Like, that, well, I mean, he needed it. I mean, he needed it. But like, I'm pretty sure like if I owned a restaurant and I had a payphone there and someone was just ripping pages out of the phone book, I'd get pretty pissed. Yeah. He did make but, him buy a thing. <laughs> oh yeah he paid five cents for a fucking coffee that's gonna totally pay for his probably his, well yeah it's the 50s yeah phone books are also for free yeah, so. yeah. anyways that's neither here nor gonna there walk to the um, fucking whenever he was like oh like where can i find this our address he's like oh yeah it's gonna be down that road over on like st Clair street or whatever he says like oh jfk Bo- or boulevard. Yeah, yeah our john f kennedy, yeah, john f. kennedy boulevard. boulevard who the hell's john f kennedy yeah just a lot of great stuff like that, honestly, yeah. is what this movie Like, has. this is during the time when Reagan was just an actor. 
which yeah. is what should have always been the fucking case, but whatever. Yeah, Reaganomics <laughs> really fucked up everything. Yeah, Reaganomics really fucked a lot. M- most things. Good Reagan, thing we actually. never repeated that mistake of voting in an actor. Yeah, we, we never... Totally never did that again. N- never again. So anyways... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so ends up uh, talking to Doc and like finally convincing Doc that... Uh, he is, in fact, from the future yeah, and all that kind of stuff. because he knew about the flux capacitor and how Doc came to know about it. Yes. So he finally convinced him of that, which leads him to coming up with the plan of, like, well, you can't have uh, 1.21 gigawatts. He, there's no way you can generate that electricity. The only thing that does that is lightning, which you never know where lightning is going to strike, except for the entire movie. There's been a thing about the clock tower in the future yeah, got yeah. hit by lightning throughout the whole thing. There's yeah. also I also love that, apparently, a lightning bolt... And a rod of plutonium are the same exact power. Equivalent. Equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) Movie magic. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, and Doc's like, you got to just stay here because, you know, you might fuck something up. And and then Marty's like, oh, yeah. I might have already fucked something up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, it like hinges on the thing where he has like a picture of him and his two siblings. Yes. (laughs) Like... It just slowly erases the siblings from the top down. So you say that it slowly erases them, but like chunks of them just go missing. Well, he's not checking on it constantly. But every time he checks it, it's just like, it's not even like there's a fade. It's just like pieces of it are taken out. (laughs) It's so stupid. Listen, if I were somebody doing the post effects for this thing, I would also say, what if we just take like 20 copies of this and then just change them slightly every time? I don't even think they did that. I think they took a picture of... They probably took a picture of them all standing there and then a picture of it blank and then cut them out of the original photo and just like put it on top of that photo and just like take pieces off of the people. That's smart, man. I wouldn't even have thought of that. That's now I know how to do, do this effect on the cheap, Robbie. <laughs> I don't know why I put them to that. <laughs> yeah, what, what was the pun? Yeah, where's the pun? Cheap. Hands. Robbie just duck walks out of the room. So yeah, uh, Marty fucked everything up because now his parents aren't going to meet. Yes. Also, his mom has a crush on him now. Yeah, which is most of the jokes when he's around his mom is that his mom mm-hmm. wants to fuck him. Uh, which is as awkward as you would expect it to be. Yeah. yeah. It was I awkward mean, back then, it's awkward now. The only like upping was basically Futurama, I would say. Yeah, yeah, Futurama. I think upped the awkwardness on that. Uh, and then Game of Thrones just like, lean into it. <laughs> That's very different. Game of Thrones is not about time travel. Isn't it though? No, I'm kidding. I don't know, I guess, but... Not really. No. (laughs) I guarantee you it's not about time travel. Some people say it's about political war. I say it's about time travel. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it's also very much about incest. Very much about incest. Yeah, sure, but that's different than time travel and the specific part about time travel that is used a lot. Well, some of us in this room have seen Game of Thrones, some of us haven't, so who can say? <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> I can it. say. I've seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Oh well, I mean, you're an expert then. It's the one where a guy dies. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Very specific. Oh, Name man. five episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- this is a non sequitur, but I remember whenever I was talking to somebody about uh, Supernatural, just like, oh yeah, I haven't really seen that show in a while. I was like, oh, what was the last episode you watched? It's like, oh, whenever Dean got resurrected from the dead, and like, which one? The one river he went to hell and got resurrected? Which one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's 15 seasons, and I think that happens six times. 
<laughs> I've only seen one episode of Supernatural and it's the Scooby-Doo one. If you have to see one episode of Supernatural, honestly. <laughs> it should be the Scooby-Doo one. It should be Scooby-Doo. If you have to see two, it should be Scooby-Doo and the pilot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the whole thing that Marty's doing this whole time is just trying to make his parents fuck again. Really, yeah. it's just trying to get his dad to not be such a little bitch. Yeah, it's actually mostly teaching his dad to just like stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which ends up not being great. Because his dad never stood up for himself before. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. Da-da-dun, because you know what? It, or well, there's that. And he's like, maybe we should ask her out. And then his dad says something that like Marty kind of says earlier with the. But what if I fail at it? Well, she says I don't know. no in yeah, front she of says, all these people. Yeah, I don't think I could handle that kind of rejection. Also, his dad writes sci-fi. Yeah, his dad writes. That's it. A but thing no one's that's allowed to read it. Important, but not really. I mean, it, it's important for part two. I'll say that probably. Also, his dad likes sci-fi, and that is very important because the way that Marty convinces his dad to ask out his mom is he breaks into his house dressed in a radiation suit, puts the Walkman on his dad and blasts Edward Van Halen. (laughs) It's like, I'm Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan. Just, Just great. It's so stupid. Uh, but yes, that is how he convinces him to do it, so he's all on board at this point. And all the while, Doc is just over there just making models of things and getting the actual plan to get mm. uh, Marty back to the future. I love that he looks at the screen and points to. Yes, it's so good. That's back such, to the future. It's so stupid, it works great. So, such a good part. Uh, mm. Yeah, but he ends up doing that. And uh, I think we can yada yada most of the plot. It's a lot yeah. of the same things. I mean, there's that because like it makes it sound like all this happens in one day, basically, with like you know between kind of does kinda yeah does. Marty like getting hit by the car and then meeting up with Doc, convincing he was from the future, and then going back and like trying to get his dad to talk to his mom and his dad being way too awkward about it, and then his mom being super being into him, and then just a week passes by with nothing happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a bunch of like Marty be like, "Come on, George McFly." You gotta be like Baba Boo, and George Fly is like, no, I'm gonna be like Boo Hoo. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 you get, you gotta be confident, Dad, Dad, Daddyo. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> I, I, I do. I think again, like the charm is what sells this movie a lot because I love a lot of the interactions about Marty, like not understanding the fifties. Yeah, like there's a lot of just little stuff, like him failing, struggling to open a bottle of Pepsi because they were, uh, they needed a bottle opener at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you had a bottle opener, and in the '80s, everything was twist top or a uh, pull tab. So why yeah. do you you don't need a bottle opener? Yeah, and just like there's a time when he's running away from Biff because he tripped him up because he was about to fight George again. Yeah, and then like he the kids have these like scooters, and he just breaks off the top and just uses it like a skateboard. Yeah, which is oh, I think that this is such a weird part for like the movie to concentrate that Marty is a skateboard person. Because in 85, skateboards were not what they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was considered to be like a super rebellious thing back in the 80s. It was. But also, they were like flat boards and long boards, and like doing tricks wasn't a thing. Just yeah. like the fact that you could ride a skateboard like fucking kids these days. Sounds well, that right. and like him grabbing onto the back of a car while he's riding it too is like the big super rebellious thing that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's what my dad did. It's fun. You, you, I was going to ask no. if you tried it, but no. You have no. It's great. It's great fun. I barely have skateboarded. 
It's great. Your skateboarding's fun. I find more fun if you just sit on the skateboard and just go downhill. That scares me, actually. That scares me way more than just skateboarding. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you have no control. Yeah, you do. You put your feet down if you need to stop. No, nah, then you tumble forward and you die and you're, all your teeth get broken out. I mean, did you have to worry about that much, though, with your teeth back then? Okay, well, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of set yourself up for that one, though, let's be honest. Yeah. I don't know why you were so afraid of breaking your teeth. <laughs> I had most of them at one point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is kind of fun. I guess, like, you know, my, my uh, thought of the skateboarding is, like, Tony Hawk. So I guess yeah. I'm not thinking, yeah. like, it was just a thing. <laughs> I mean, considering the big trick is that he jumps, like, three or four feet in the air at one point. I mean, that would be impressive to just jump three or four feet in the air. In the now. 80s, that was a big deal. And then Tony Hawk's generation came along, reinvented the skateboard, and it became very different. Skateboarding became a very different thing. And yeah. it was still rebellious. Still rebellious. And now it's just, like, exists, I guess. It's just a thing. Like every school has at least one skater kid still. Good. Keep it That's keep it alive say. one. If hey, you one skater kid if you listen to this, <laughs> keep going. Don't listen to them. What if you're right and they're wrong? <laughs> I think the interesting thing is like skateboarding like I don't think it ever became lame or anything. I think it just wasn't as popular. Yeah, it also turns out that skateboarding is like actually hard. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so people, like, learn very quickly if you're a poser for skateboarding. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, what can you do? And you're like, watch this, and you just stand on it? Yep, yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Know, but, yeah, I, I would say, like, skateboarding is still seen, like, as a pretty cool thing. Skateboarding's cool. Yeah. It's really hard. Back to the future. Back to Back to the Future. Uh, Anyways, uh, it's a homecoming night. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a homecoming night, and like, what it is is he can't get George to um, yes. ask Lorraine out to the dance or to the dance because that's wherever, like, you know, they met and they kissed and they fell in love, and she knew that she, that was going to be her husband for us for life, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, but she she definitely wants to go with Marty, and so he wants to like set it up to where like they're going to go, and then he's going to you know try to get fresh with her. And she's not going to like it. And he's going to uh, go up to her and say, hey, you get your damn hands off of her and then punch him into the stomach and then save the day. And that's like yeah. his whole big plan. Marty's plan is that he's going to pretend to get fresh with his mom so that his dad will come up and, and defend his mom's honor. Right. Yes. Little did he know that his mom wanted to be as fresh as a cucumber. Yes, which is also very funny because in their normal timeline, she's talking about how she oh. never did any of those things, and yeah, and- yeah, <laughs> and she like women need to have more self respect, stuff like that. So very funny, yeah, very drinker, good. smoker. She was, yeah, yeah, was great. Stole her mother's liquor and was smoking cigarettes. Had and, been like- in a parked car before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a virgin. I've I'm 18 years old. I've been in a parked I'm, I'm car. I'm practically 18. I'm practically 18. Yes, <laughs> I've parked a car before. <laughs> so weird. Um. So yeah, the plan doesn't go. According to plan. No. Yeah. Because, like, she start, tries to get fresh with him. I think the funny thing about that is, like, this is going to sound weird, but that kind of felt like kissing my brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you mean. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> like, did weird? Did it be weird? All kissing it just felt weird. wrong. All kissing is wrong. But no. <laughs> it's really hard to talk about anything romantic or sexual with an ace person. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but, uh-oh, Biff showed up because yeah, George it said was it, Yeah, George was late dancing. because he wasn't paying attention to the time. Yeah, having too much fruit punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably very spiked. Yeah. Yeah. 
But anyways, um, that happens. Uh, Biff's crew ends up stuffing Marty into yeah. some random guy's trunk, which ends up being the band that was playing. Which this whole scene is just so fifties, so yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, that's the fifties. Yeah, just like outright being racist to them, and then all of them, like it ends up being you know six of them versus yeah, three of six them. Six big grown black adults versus these three scrawny ass white boys. Yeah, and my favorite line is. I don't want to deal with a marijuana addict. With a reefer. With a reefer, reefer addict. addict, yes. It's just a <laughs> funny so line. Stupid. It's a funny line. Uh, anyway, uh, Marty gets thrown into their trunk and locked in there, and the keys to the trunk are in the trunk, so they can't I don't know the why, trunk. but... Don't know why either, but they had to find something. <laughs> had to find a reason to for that guy to cut his hand open whenever yeah. he tries opening up the trunk. Yeah, so he opens, he jams open the trunk with a screwdriver. In the process, stabbing his hand. But oh no, he's the lead guitarist and the singer, so what are they going to do now? Yeah. And then cut it back to the car wherever Biff is trying to... Rape? Yeah. <laughs> rape? Uh, I don't remember her name. Yeah, I Lorraine, know. I think Lorraine, is her name. Lorraine, yeah. Lorraine, yeah, yeah, Lorraine, yeah. Yeah, just trying to rape Lorraine, and then uh, George, George shows up, because he assumes it's Marty. Yes. And he's like... Hey, if... Oof, uh, hey, hey, get your there. damn hands off of... <gasps> and Biff's then, like... Just go. You didn't see nothing. But George stands up. He's like, nah. And he's going to try to punch Biff, but is easily overpowered. Because Biff is huge and he is not. Yeah. But he fights back, wins the day, saves Breaks Lorraine. Biff's neck. Just kills uh, him. Apparently, Biff has a fucking glass jaw. Yeah. <laughs> the definition of a glass can- cannon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, knocks Biff the fuck out with one punch, saves Lorraine. They go to the dance. And they go into the dance, they have this, their song that they kiss on the dance floor, and that's when they fall in love. But they haven't done that yet. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, the lead guitarist cut his hand while trying to get Marty out of the trunk. And it's like, well, it looks like the band's over. We can't play tonight. It's like, they're just going to have to go without us. And he's like, well, they they have to have the song because they have to da- have to kiss. In order to kiss, they have to dance. In order to dance, they have to have music. And or else they can't music, fall in love. Instruments have to be played. And for, <laughs> in order for instruments to have to be played, we need instrumentalists. And for <laughs> instrumentalists, their mother and their father need to, give, to have sex, which reminds me that my mother and father need to have sex. <laughs> Like, listen, unless you know a guitar player, then we're uh, we're out of a band. So, so good thing Marty. Yeah, knows good a thing Marty player. knows how to play guitar. Yep, and he plays guitar, and it's it's great. And they kiss, uh, and then the Johnny B. Good scene, and then yeah. the Johnny B. Good scene that literally everybody knows. I think. Mm-hmm. I think if you're on the internet for more than twenty minutes, you know the Johnny B. Good scene. Uh, very famously known for being like, "What if we took this very famous black person song and made a white guy invent it?" That's that scene. Yeah. Pretty problematic when you really think about it too hard. (laughs) Which, you're not supposed to think about anything too hard in this. (laughs) You're not supposed to, but the internet's the internet. When the inverse was, like, literally true. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 Again, we're we're not going to harp on it too much, but, you know. But I will electric guitar in it for a while. (laughs) But you're the drummer. (laughs) Yeah, we're the guitar player. Leave that to us. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Uh, Anyways, that happens. Uh, Marty says his like goodbyes to George and Lorraine. Ends up doing. Yeah, like, he's like, if you ever have a kid who sets the house on fire, uh, don't kill him. <laughs> yeah. When he, if you ever had a kid who's eight years old and he sets the rug on the living room on fire, just go easy on. Him. Like, that's real specific, but okay. <laughs> and then you know, Lorraine likes the name Marty. Yes. Which 
This is one of the things that's kind of weird because his name already was Marty anyways. So yeah, but I she called know. him Calvin the entire time because no, I'm saying like because like the, the implication f- is that she liked the name Marty and then thus named the son Marty. But like the timeline isn't loop like a loop. It's yeah. just the yeah. alternate timeline. Again, not doesn't matter too much. It's just like one of those like that's kind of interesting that they broke the rule for this specific thing. It's, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, uh-uh. they broke the rule for a handful of things, but that was one big glaring one. I'll give you that. I, I'll say that's the main one. That's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the big like what? It'd be funnier if he's like if he got his name was Calvin in the future. Yes, that would be really <laughs> good. That'd be really funny. Like in the future, the girlfriend walks up, he's like, "Hey, Calvin!" Like that would be really good. Yeah. That would be really good. I think that would work better if it wasn't a trilogy. Fair. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Other than that, he goes back to Doc. Um, he's getting everything set up. Um, telling him, like, well, it's going to be really hard to, like, talk about this to you 30 years, or have to wait 30 years to talk to you about this again. He's like, yeah, I guess it's... He's like, Doc, I got to tell you. And Doc's like, you're not allowed to. And, he's and like, then, like, sees the note that Marty put into his jacket to warn him about him being killed in the future, but then says about what the repercussions could be and rips up the letter in front of him. And then whenever that happens, lightning strikes a tree, breaks a branch, and then, like, the thing that they <laughs> made to, you know, make it to where you can get it, the bolts of lightning to the car. It's basically just a bunch of extension cables connected to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all the way back up to the clock tower. So he has to get the clock tower ready. He tells him to get the car ready, runs up to the clock tower, and he keeps on trying to tell him, like, I have to tell you about the future, but what? he can't hear. Yeah. Can't hear him and does that back and forth for a little while. Marty, you got to go up there. You have negative <laughs> two seconds to get up there. <laughs> uh, Marty does go over to the line, races there. Doc ends up having to do a million different things to plug in these cables mm. like a fucking action star. He does get it done. Last minute. Last yeah. second. Yeah. And Marty gets to go back to his original timeline. Doc's like, oh my God, it all worked. Yeah. It all worked. But then Marty also did the thing of like, well, because uh, he couldn't warn Doc in the past. He's like, well, maybe if I go back just a little bit or or give myself 10 extra minutes, then maybe I'll be able to save Doc. Because, and- yeah, that's the thing he says. Like, what? He's like, I have all the had- time yeah. in the world. Yeah. So he gives himself 10 minutes. <laughs> He's like, that should be good. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it technically should be, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as I'm doing that. I was going to say, it's a 1980s climax. Everything has to go wrong. Yes. Gets back to his original timeline. Car won't start. Which that's been a constant theme, so that was pretty good yeah. payoff of it. It was. Uh, the Libertarians drive by. <laughs> God damn it. The Liberacis drive by. And he's like, oh no. So he runs after them. Uh, obviously, he's too late because he's not faster than a car. Uh, ends up seeing Doc get shot again. Sees himself go into the past. Goes down there to Doc. Yeah. And, or Which also- apparently it's fine. You know, the John Lennons crash into like a little <laughs> offset thing. So they apparently died crashing into like this little kiosk kiosk thing yeah so you don't have to worry well, they about they have anymore. a rocket launcher in there i think it probably went off prop maybe <laughs> there's no explosion though so well, maybe it's not contained rocket launcher <laughs> sure it was made by doc it was meant to implode not explode it's one of those no fire rocket launchers you hear <laughs> about every day yeah yeah i didn't think about the no fire rocket launchers <laughs> it's made to be better for the environment <laughs> yeah yeah you really gotta protect that ozone. You gotta protect <laughs> yeah, the ozone, you know, in the 80s, those guys who stole plutonium. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Marty falls down a hill. Yep, does that. <laughs> I, it's such a weird scene. I don't know why they added it in there. I mean, Honestly, it could have just been he did it on accident. They're like, that's pretty good. Keep it in. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's like, oh, no, I'm too late. But then Doc just rises up and, oh, he had a bulletproof vest, the ones that melt the bullets, I guess. 
Yeah, Bulletproof Vest wouldn't have done much to, from an AK at that range. It would have gone right through that thing, but it's fine. It's the magic dock Bulletproof Vest. If you looked, it literally melted the bullets. I, mean, I think they're flat. smashed against it. Like yeah. it's, To be fair, if you have a high enough class one, like they do make Bulletproof Vests that have like a steel plate in them. Could have yeah, been one of those. Could have been. It was pretty big. Also, their gun was pretty shit and shot lasers. <laughs> sounded like it shot lasers. It sounded like it. literally it, made stock laser sounds. It, yeah. It made that dollar store laser gun <laughs> sound. <laughs> uh, anyway, Doc, he's like, what? I thought, but what about changing the future, Doc? And he's like, because he pulls it. out the letter and he's like, whoa, well. <laughs> run, run. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he drives Marty home. Marty ends up falling asleep in the weirdest position again, uh, wakes up, yeah. and everything is just different in his household. Like, his brother no longer works at, at a pizzeria, fast at a fast food pizza place. He's now working an office job, wearing a suit, and they have nice furniture in the house, and his parents are, like, still, love each other. Yeah, still, like, <laughs> yeah. madly in love with each other instead of, like, his mom looking at her, all right, her husband, like, oh, why did I marry this man? Yeah. And also, Biff has become, like, just very docile. Which... I don't know how that fully works, but, you know, whatever. Because he was punched twice in the same week. <laughs> He's punched twice in the same week and apparently and getting... Covered in shit. <laughs> apparently getting punched really hard by the biggest nerd in the class just turned him docile for the rest of his life. He hit his head pretty hard, I guess. I'm going to say there's some pretty great payoff. Probably. There's some pretty great payoff. I'm, I'm not doubting that. It's just kind of funny that that's how it goes, apparently. Yeah. Because he's just their slave now? Yeah, he just waxes their cars and shit, man. And yeah. brings in their mail and is very, like, friendly with them. It's and... like a little puppy. Yeah. Now, yep. yep. <laughs> also, his dad slave. is now just a famous sci-fi writer. Yeah. Yep, because he loved sci-fi and he got his inspirations from the one event that happened to him way back in high school. It's great. Um, Goes to Marty being like, Oh no, the car's wrecked though, and everyone's like, "The car's wrecked," and that's when you see Biff wrecks in the car, yeah, just yeah. like that. And then Biff tells him, "Like, by the way, Marty, your car's already." He's like, "My car." He's like, "Yeah, go take a look." And it's the lamest car you've ever seen. It's the you know that shitty Toyota with the four lights on top of it. That's it's the that one spray painted black. Yep. The one that gets five miles to the gallon. Yep, that's the that's which is fine car. in 1980s. <laughs> yeah, when gas was seventy cents a gallon, it was great. <laughs> and also, you know. Milk was 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's like that, and then the girlfriend goes by, she's like, what's going on? You're like, you haven't seen me in a week. He's like, I haven't. Anyway, I love you. And then Doc comes out of nowhere. He's like, Marty, you gotta come back to the future with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I was just gonna go on a date. She can come, too. It matters. She's important. So like, what do you mean? It involves your kids, Marty. Your kids. Like, what about my kids? Uh, do we fuck up? He's like, no, no, you guys are fine. Our kids are assholes. He's like, no, it's so much worse than that. You have to come with me. It's like, but Doc, and they back up. He's like, the, the road's not long enough. You're not going to get up to 88 miles an hour. Oh, Marty, wherever we're going, we don't need roads. And then they fly. Also, the car is now powered by uh, garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Has a well, fusion. It's uh, compost. Specifically, yes, yes. Yeah. like specifically compost, yeah, compost fusion in the future of 2015. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we kind of have that. I mean, we figured out how to do it. We just don't because yeah. it costs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, they fly off, and then the not power of love, but one that sounds very similar by Huey Lewis in the news place. <laughs> That's the, the movie. back in time yep. song. Back in time. Black and black. I hit the sack. <laughs> 
Time traveling to my mama. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That is Back to the Future. Part one, technically. Yeah. At the time, not, I think it was just Back to the Future, right? but... What? It wasn't even really retroactively. Like, it was always intended to be a... They always intended a sequel, but they weren't sure if they would be able to, which is why when they made the sequel, they filmed the third one at the same time, because <laughs> they wanted to be sure that they could do the third one. Mm-hmm. Also, From- there were some things going on with Michael J. Fox learning about his Parkinson's at the time. It's like, we should probably do this right now. Um, he was very adamant about that, actually. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the movie. Back to the Future. Woo! So, E. Hi. What did you think of Back to the Future? Until? Yeah, I think it's really good. I think it's charming. Um, like you said, it's more of a dark comedy than you would really expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't like understate the amount of influence this had on everything, pop culture in general. Yeah, like yeah. obviously, you know, Rick and Morty and all that owe their existence to this stuff but like even just general like i i'd say this kind of set a groundwork of what people kind of thought about time travel how it worked for sure and uh other fun stuff it's it's incredibly funny like so that's always a plus when an 80s movie is actually still funny yes (laughs) um and like it gets away with a lot of the cheesy 80ness just by being in the 50s for most of it, I would say. Yeah. So it would be really interesting if the other ones get away with it as much, but we'll see. I think that most people, when they think of Back to the Future, think of Back to the Future Part 2. I, I would say so. Most of the stuff's talking about it, I would say, is that. um, Time for, like, ease fun. I learned about random stuff for, like, weird ways. I love um, this part of the podcast. <laughs> I have played the NES game Back to the Future Part 2. Okay. And oh, it's part two and three. I didn't get far in it because that game's fucking hard and garbage. Yep, yep. Um, I knew of <laughs> my introduction to the Johnny B. Good scene was the college humor video where the joke is, "What if it was Skrillex?" <laughs> okay, that's the, that's the joke. That's the joke. Yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's 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 my and obviously, like I said, I've watched. I have seen. Uh, three-ish seasons of Rick and Morty. Yeah. And have the displeasure of having seen Doc and Marty. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Both the <laughs> normal one and the Christmas special. But yeah, um, really fun. Still had a lot of surprises, I'll say. I think people are pretty good about like not really saying specific stuff that happens in these movies. I obviously knew the basic plot, even though I had thought this was the one about the future, actually. Right. Um, But it's a lot of fun. And it's just, it's so charming. Like, I think that's, if your movie doesn't do anything exceptional, let it at least have a lot of charm. Because I think that always shines through, even if your plot's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And of course, like, I, I do got to always think about, like, when these movies come out. 1985 is insane to think about, like, a time travel movie of this, like, size, really. Because, like, it feels a lot larger than it really is in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, It's always funny in stuff like this where it's like, the lesson is, hey, you changed everything about everything instead of, like, coming to terms with reality, and that's good. It's like <laughs> You it's, did it. You made your life exactly what you thought it yeah, should it's, be. It's kind of like Goofy Movie, where at the end, like, Max lied and then get got everything he ever wanted yeah <laughs> so like you know 
<laughs> lessons Weird to, lessons to be learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, this is a movie. Despite the PG rating, this is not that kind of movie. No. Uh, this this is a movie like that needed that PG thirteen at least. Even then, I don't think it would get a PG thirteen. It would have got PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah for how, how, how they say cuts. shit, yeah. they probably would. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a lot of fun. Uh, I am excited to watch the other ones. I'm really curious. I know the third one's Wild West for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah. Uh, eight out of ten. Okay. Okay. Robbie. So for me, uh, getting back to this, like the last time, probably the last couple of times that I watched this, it was with commercial breaks. And so this movie goes at a faster pace than I remember it being, which that is just something of the 80s is it just kind of jumps from point to point, like willy nilly. There's not a, a lot of transition between a lot of things that happen. Like once again, like a lot of things seem to happen in one day and then an entire week passes by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um. Like I said, there's like more transition than I thought there was going to be. Um. All in all, it's still a fun movie. Actor's still charming. I know he was saying that, like, at least make it charming if it doesn't have, like, a big plot. I feel like this, at the time, was considered to be a big plot, considering. Um, in the 80s, but then also just in general, whenever you're talking about, like, time-traveling stories, it's usually some kind of cautionary table. Or table? Cautionary some kind of table. Yeah, like, like cautionary you hit your toe on. <laughs> or one that only has three legs. Ooh. Ooh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> Imagine, well, like, if you will, a world where every table only has three legs. Just a guy holding up the table trying to eat a steak. <laughs> yeah, it's just waffling constantly. Like, I gotta God. cut the steak in this corner exactly. And hey. the lesson is tables should have four legs. <laughs> well, like I said, most of them are cautionary tales yeah. uh, of like why going back in time or time traveling is a bad idea and like why it's just like be okay with things that already happened in the past because you can't change it and blah, blah, blah. blah. And this is... You know, actual life that. lessons. Yeah, actual <laughs> life lessons. This is not it. Uh, nope. This is just a, a fun little tale of, a you know, time-traveling mishaps, if you will. And I feel like even today we don't get a whole lot of stories like that. It's still no. mostly cautionary tales or, like, taken super seriously for one reason or another. Um, it is fun. Like I said, I think probably the best part of this movie is the fact that Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd just work so well together. Like they're both very charming actors and they get together. They just do a lot of good together. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that I just know how the other two movies are like two and three are the ones that I usually get mixed up with each other. But um, I feel like in a way, like at least in my memory, two and three, uh, they're more bombastic, but they probably also had a bigger budget to do more things in them uh so i think those ones in my mind are, are funner like i might be proven wrong in later episodes whenever you watch two and three but i remember liking those ones better so to give some breathing room for the two and three i'll give this one a seven because okay. it is still fun it is still very much a um uh, a cinematic classic uh pop culture classic on top of that too like a lot of sayings that people say a lot of things that they do in movies happen because this movie came out and it is like a landmark in cinema for that reason. But like, it is Marty just, wasn't it is... even a name before this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it was, as iconic of a name. It was only Martin at the time. <laughs> it was only Martins. When this came out, they're like, we could do not Martin. <laughs> they were like, I've hated the name Martin my whole life. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, seven out of ten for me. Okay. Um, for dear old Martin. For dear old Martin. Yeah, this movie is super fun. It is kind of just that 
I wouldn't say turn your brain off kind of enjoyment, but it's the kind of thing where you don't have to think too hard about. Right. It gets worse if you do. <laughs> it gets, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it does get worse if you do try and start thinking about everything like that. Like The movie asks you to be like, hey, let's just have some fun. I think like the even the opening of the machine of like the dog food feeder and stuff like that. Yeah, like, the like uh what are those the Rube Goldberg machine yeah. to wake up himself. Yeah, like also just the giant ass amplifier. Yeah, the whole the whole movie from the very start is just like, let's have some fun, guys. Let's come in here, let's hang out for a while, let's do some dumb jokes and let's get out of here. Like that's the whole movie, and I think it just succeeds so well at that. In a way that a lot of movies don't, honestly. Uh, even movies that do involve time travel that try to be very, very funny, Hot Tub Time Machine, for instance, I think that that goes a little too much on the drama still, even. I think it doesn't find the balance as much as this finds the balance. Click. That's not well, a time travel movie, really. But it's it's, ta- it's, it's one kind way, of, but not one really. way forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's time travel in a bit. What's the rule on time travel? Does it have to go both ways to count as a time travel movie? I don't know. Not really, no. I think at least one way in a significant way, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think click counts because it's very slowly getting to the future. I mean, it jumps because of the every time I'm sick thing, it jumps up like eight, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like but he ends also, up missing 20 years of his, his life or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Mario 2 of click of time travel of movies. Click. <laughs> <laughs> click is the Mario 2 of click. <laughs> Click. Click is really the Doki Doki fan. <laughs> Did you know that in Japan, Click was actually called Doki Doki Clicky? <laughs> sure. Doki Doki Clicky is way better, though. <laughs> they don't throw eggs at you, they just throw remote controls. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's super, super fun. Uh, LJ Fox is just honestly so fucking charming. Uh, it is a shame. Uh, that he that he had uh, Parkinson's because I think if he didn't he would have just had dozens upon dozens of really great projects. Uh, he's just such a charming dude and just you could tell he just put so much passion and love into every one of his projects. Um, good stuff, really good stuff. Um, I would give it an eight as well. I think that it's as good as you need it to be and takes itself as silly as you need to. Yeah. Uh-huh. The so, characters, yeah. of course, take it very seriously as you need it. Yes, yes, yes. They're not like, oh, I can't believe we're in the fucking past, am I right? And just like start jerking off. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what movies do. You're thinking <laughs> of the Lonely Islands. Yeah, I'm thinking of Lonely Island, yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I was reading up about with this that I'm very happy about, because there's some times where like, you have these cult, cla- not even cult, cla- these classics, um, these huge pop culture icons, and you're like, well, they're going to remake this any day now. Um, they haven't. They haven't, and there's actually a reason for that. Are uh, they waiting till twenty uh, fifty? <laughs> no, uh, Robert Zemeckis and uh, the other per Gale is the name. I think it's a writer, something like that. The guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, they actually own the rights oh, to Back to the Future. That is so uncommon. Yeah, it is. And so they're like, we like it how it is, and we don't want any remakes or sequels. Uh, in our lifetime, as long as we are alive, there will not be any remakes. Uh, don't let pe- don't let like executives know that. <laughs> There's gonna be snipers at their houses tomorrow. Say, don't let people with assassination money know that. <laughs> they just keep inviting me over for oysters, and they never look good. They smell weird. <laughs> uh, their tea what? is a weird orange color because they're like trying to food poison them. 
<laughs> but I don't know why oysters. I don't know. <laughs> I would, if someone invited me for oysters, I'd say no. I don't care who it is. It could be Michael Jordan, and I would say no. What if they're air oysters? <laughs> for some reason, their guest bed looks like an Iron Maiden. It's it's a whole big weird thing. Well, you know, chiropractic. That's true, yeah. Uh, there's also well, there's one other like big thing that I think everybody pretty much knows at this point, but I'm going to state it in case there's somebody Marty out there. Marty actually doesn't. hit his head. In the scene where he gets out of the DeLorean and hits his head. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's just... That <laughs> Did you know that when Marty kicked the helmet, he broke his toe? <laughs> I, I hate it. I actually force myself not to say that every time I watch every, it. Th- literally, everyone does. I know. It's so funny. Because it's the best fun fact ever. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they always wanted Michael J. Fox for this role, oh, to nice. play Marty. Always, always wanted him, but his schedule didn't work with it because he was doing... Uh, the sitcom at the time. And so he's like, I have to pass on it. They're like, all right, I guess we'll just cast somebody else. So they cast a guy named Eric Stoltz and they shot with him for six weeks. And after six weeks, um, everybody involved with the project, the producers, the directors, the writers, and Eric Stoltz himself were like, I don't think I'm right for this role. <laughs> I don't think this is working. I think that I, my presence in this is making a different tone movie. And I'm like, yeah, and everyone came together like, we can't do this. We can't do this. And so they, like, after six weeks of shit, they shot six weeks of this movie. Yeah. It was almost done. They went to Michael J. Fox. He's like, actually, yeah, now that it's been six weeks, like, my schedule's opened up a little bit. I can make this work. Like, okay, you're, you're on. So they reshot everything. Do they have the alternate cut? Archived. Yes, there's a bunch of scenes of alternate cuts. I think even on the Blu-ray, we can try and take a look at it. I, I am so curious about that, actually. It's, it's shot for shot. It genuinely is shot for shot, but just different performance because of Michael J. Fox in it instead. Uh-huh. Uh, and it just it feels different for some reason. It just feels different. They needed that Michael J. Fox charm. Yeah, yeah, it would have been such a different movie. Uh, but yeah, so after six weeks, there's like you gotta you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> what else did Eric Schultz do? Oh, that's a great question. He's done a lot of drama stuff. I mean, that would explain a lot. <laughs> let's look. Let's look this man up. Eric Schultz, brother of Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts. Most well known for being Lance in Pulp Fiction, ah. Rocky Dennis in Mask, Mr. Miller, which is not a... Mr. Miller in The Butterfly Effect, which now that I see his face... Yeah, I forgot about that. That's but... not who you want to be known for. No, you don't. <laughs> and then a bunch of other small roles in television. Huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this re- just reshot everything, which is cool. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, At least they got to do that, that the the executives didn't try to be like, no, just release it. It cost another $3 million. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. They made it back in the box office. They did. It was extremely successful. It was number one movie in the box office that year. It would have just been that weird time travel movie that uh, YouTubers talk about being that weird time travel movie if it was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. If it, it had him in it, they'd be like... This movie had so much potential. It's such a hidden gem that it was charming, but not charming enough. Like, that would have been, yeah. Like, maybe if they had a different lead actor that could have been different. Yeah. Like, if you look at the people around the time, I mean, it would be silly to recommend Michael J. Fox, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can can see the alternate history. And then, you know, it's the the name of the video is obviously the most underrated time travel movie you've never heard of. Yeah, and then it's the guy on it like, oh. The what? weird shocked face, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate YouTube thumbnails, man. <laughs> they have to do it. I, they have to. I know. That's why we don't. We don't have thumbnails to do it with. We could. 
We don't, though. You don't do that for an archive. For I archives. know. I know. You could, though. Um, Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Um, there's some more fun facts that we'll get to on part two that I really like. Whoa. Actually, one that I do really like okay. about it is that um, when they were doing the test screenings for this, they didn't tell the test audiences that it was a comedy. And so apparently the theaters were very, very tense until about halfway through the movie. Um, they thought it was going to be a horror movie. Whenever the dog went back in the time machine, they thought the dog was going to come back and be mutilated. And like everybody, there was apparently just a sense of relief in the test screenings when the dog came back alive. So Fly came out right before this, didn't it? After. Oh, okay. Eric, actually, Eric Stoltz, uh, speaking of which, uh, was in The Fly 2. It was the main character. He was in The Fly weird. 2? That's the- so weird that you even brought that up, Robbie, actually. Well, no, I was thinking that because, you know, the dog and the time traveling thing just made me think of, you know... Uh, that movie, The Fly, with yeah, you know, yeah, going yeah. from point A to point B, and there's a fly, and there's a second time, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh, weird, weird, weird. You're able to make that connection, I guess. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that is that is Back to the Future, part one. Mm-hmm. Um, e, Yo. if anybody wants to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-Y-P. Gives you a link to all the social medias where we drop when stuff is up and uh, the podcast places. But if you're listening to this, you probably know those by now. Probably know where you like listening to podcasts. And <laughs> our Twitch stream. Uh, when this comes out, Dry will be playing Ninja Gaiden still. Yep. Probably probably for, for the a while. foreseeable future. Until I get good. Unless I'm just really fucking good at that game. In which case. Or you really fucking hate that game towards the end. Or yeah, there's two. Pos- I am not against stopping playing the game as we saw with Outer Wilds. So. Yeah. Uh, and Saturdays, Robbie may or may not still be playing Anodyne. I'm not sure. We'll see today. We'll see. I I will try my damnedest to beat that game. If there's one rolling log, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what? The final That's boss fair. in the game. Oh it's just a big one. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, Robbie, thank you. Mm-hmm. E, thank you. Yeah. Uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening so 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 much. Uh, great, great seeing that there's Scott. Great Scott, as Doc says. Great Scotch. I, I don't uh, think Jariah Jer- when he drinks a good Scotch. I don't think I've had just Scotch actually. I don't think you're supposed to. No, you, no, you are. are. Yeah, really. It's a fine. This is a Scotch neat is like a very well just respected drink. It's like when you like organize it really good on like a little napkin and like it looks really nice and presentable. Yep, that's that's a scotch neat. Yep, that's a scotch neat. Go to a go to a bar and ask for a coke neat. See what happens. <laughs> I'll take a coke on the rocks, thank you. <laughs> um anyway, Robbie, yo, get us out of here. So, thank you for listening. We do really appreciate it. Uh, whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, Thank you for listening. Thank you. And I guess we will see you all next week. Yes, we will. We'll be back with some more stuff. Talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.